now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back to episode. I die. I have no idea at this point. An episode of the Seventh Rounders. I honestly think we're at 117. Perfect. Really? 117 of the Seventh Rounders. We're here. We're alive. We just finished up week one of the NFL and week two of college football. We have a lot to get to. Um, Connor's shaking his head. Is this an audio issue I'm sensing? No, no just a lot of disappointment last week. No. Oh. Chad, you actually sound you actually sound quite crisp so far. Uh, you know, I thought about multiple ways of doing this. I think since we've started this podcast, Ohio State has lost a total of four games. And I've approached these losses in different ways. I went with, uh, you know, I'm just not going to talk the whole episode or try not to approach. You didn't text us back this weekend on Saturday. I've, I've gone with the, you know, they were just better approach. You know, I was not going to text you back. I was far too drunk and I would have been angry. And when I know I'm he getting He declined angry. one of my calls during the first half. <laughs> what time did you call? The first half. It was after CJ uh, Verdell scored. Again, I was going to call you and ask you why the hell the fucking what I don't know what the hell their defense is doing. I'll let you finish. I have my 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 takes on the game. OK, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll try and keep it short. But, yeah, you calling in the first half. That was probably me. I was still I was still confident at the time, so I wasn't worried about your call. But the worst part before I get into the actual game, um, this will sum everything up, though. The worst part is I had Cardillo texting me pretty much through the entire game, and it was very positive. We are more just vibing about the game. You know, I got to at times vent to him about some of um, the the struggles I was seeing, but he was very reasonable. And, you know, the game wrapped up and it was like, fuck, I'm pissed, but he was fine on text. Then I get a Twitter notification and he fucking goes off. So you know what, Dave? That is fine. I'm just going to warn you right now. Two things. First, this weekend, you better hope to God you beat Auburn because I won't be nice. And then number two is October 30th when Penn State my comes. my birthday. To- hey, that's that's my birthday. On John's birthday, when Penn State comes to Columbus and Ohio State's up 42-7 to at the end of the first half and they come out rolling in the second half. I'm not going to let up. It's going to be every fucking drive you're going to get a tweet from me. Every fucking big play, every punt that Penn State has, I'm going to come after you with the wrath of a thousand suns. So just just be prepared. That's all I'm going to say. You know, hey, I, I thought we that, were on that the- was That was Chad's like Tim Tebow speech right there. It was. That was. going to see anybody work harder than us. I don't know why he thought I'd be tired here. Like, I'm a ball of energy and that gets me fired up. Chad, I have a hard hitting question for you. Is Buckeye yeah. season over? Are, and by that, I mean, are they out of the playoff? Um, In terms of... I bet on them to win the title, so you tell me now if they're out of the playoff. Um, Cover from here? They they can. I don't think they will. I think it's a, probably a two or three loss team, realistically. Um, But if, if they run the table, they can still make the playoff. I think everything's still in front of them. I just, I, I don't think they're that team. Um, to go into the game, 
And I love both of your opinions. I'm sure you guys both watched that. That was one of the few good games on on Saturday. Um, it but, was concurrent with the Cox game, so I got a couple of reps in on the phone, but that was about it. Okay, so maybe Connor watched more of it, but there is a a schematic flaw on the defense that's been an issue since Halfley left. So last year was the first year without Halfley. Uh, Kerry Combs took over. Um, God-awful coach. God-awful. Former defensive backs coach with Ohio State, left for uh, the NFL and was with Tennessee for a year or two, and he came back to take over the defense last year. And let's if you look at the last two years combined, the only like impressive defensive performance they had was against Clemson in the semifinal game. That was arguably the best I've ever seen Ohio State play, period. Better than any performance I saw the year they won the Natty in 2014. They played perfect. Um, so they they continue to – I don't want to get big time into the X's and O's, but bottom line is this. They tr- halfly instilled a, um, a single high safety look on defense that's predicated on, you know, disguising the looks to some extent pre-snap. And they've essentially turned that into the same defense, but they they make these pre-snap adjustments, and then they don't they don't change anything when the snap happens. So they'll they'll put up one high safety like before anything happens, and then the defense adjusts, and Ohio State doesn't adjust off of that. I mean, the offense adjusts. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So it's basically eleven guys out there that are utterly confused about a very basic defense. So it has me thinking like, well, I don't think they're that stupid. So it's got to be like, what the fuck is the coordinator <laughs> doing during the week to like have so much confusion? Oregon scored three times on the same exact play, like a some run to the left. And there was never a guy within 20 yeah, yards. Yeah, I'm just looking at the boxy here, and, and it does not look like you did well against the run, av- averaging uh, Listen, seven, seven points carry on 38 totes. Former BC legend Anthony Brown, you let him look like a Heisman-winning quarterback. Well, his numbers were good, but it was the running game that was it was mind-boggling. It didn't matter. I mean, in, in, in large part due to the run game, every time they went play action, there's a tight end with nobody around him, like within 15 yards. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, I mean, Ohio State was just, it was the same thing against Minnesota, but basically Oregon has talented enough players where they can actually win. You know, I, Ohio State could get away with it with to some extent against Minnesota because they just weren't as talented, but Oregon's a good team. Um but I'm not going to sit here and shit on the defense the whole time because bottom line is offense didn't do their job either. You know, that offense shouldn't score 28 points a game. You know, you turned it over three or four times on fourth down. I put that on day. You know, C.J. Stroud threw for 484 yards. He missed big throws. All right. Offensive line wasn't good. It was okay. just they're they're not they're not good right now. That okay. is the best way to put it. All right. Don't so you- don't. John, don't shoo me off. Don't sh- you're shooing me. Don't Dude, shoo I'm throw- I'm, That's like getting the, you're you're getting the uh, you're getting like the flashing light for your your time's coming. All uh, right. You would you say another hard hitting question? Pure, plain and simple, Ohio State has been out coached. Yes. Yep. 
Nothing the interesting, interesting thing about this loss, I heard, I forget who said it today, but they said that this loss actually hurt Clemson in the long run because if Ohio State and Clemson were both to finish with one loss, Ohio State's schedule is better. So there's virtually no path for Clemson to get to the playoff right now unless wow. a lot of teams start losing. I agree with that. I mean, And Clemson's dog water too right now. D, you tell me DJ throws her one touchdown against South Carolina State? Terrible. Yeah. No, I, I State's think, a dynasty down there. <laughs> I don't think Ohio State or Clemson are right now one of the probably eight at least, maybe ten best teams in the country. Um, so it's wide open. Can, now, can both teams run the table and get in? 100%. But you're going to have to see mad major changes. I think Ohio State is more flawed than Clemson. I think Clemson, their defense is elite. I think it comes down to DJ Uyunglele just figuring it out, getting some confidence, and um, trying to mask the, the flaws they have on the offensive line. Um, Ohio State's is a fundamental, I mean, basically a revo- – I read things that said the players started the fourth quarter. They stopped listening to defensive play calls. They were they were <laughs> they were just doing their own thing out there. Like they were disregarding. They're just going trying to make plays. What team is this? Ohio State. Ohio State. Oh. They're like fuck it. We're done with this. And you know what? They the two biggest stops of the game were the you know the two uh, punts Oregon had late in the fourth quarter to give the offense a chance. So Ohio State handshake emoji UConn not listening to defensive coaches. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So we'll, wow, we'll comparable programs. There. I've the, got a uh, couple. I got a couple I, quick hitter. Wait, what do you got? What do you I got? just Hold wanted on. to real quick give a quick moment of silence to BC quarterback Phil Jerkovic out for the season. Probably He's a broken dead. wrist. Not dead, though. Not dead. Still very much alive, posted from the hospital, but – very disheartening. We were yeah, off to sucks. A start. He didn't even make it to our Clemson game week four. We have preferred walk-on. Now scholarship player Dennis Grossell taking over. And Dennis, we trust. I still think we get eight wins this year, so I'm confident. A P, a P, the PWO. Yeah. Connor, whoever you have at quarterback is still better than what South Carolina has. Hey, we're going to go to South Carolina. They squeaked one out. One of the more exciting games of the day, even though it was horrible quality of football. But overall, they got the win, kicked it through as time expired. John, I'll give it to you. You said the line was disrespectful. I think they did end up covering every line, including the closer, barely. Yeah, they did. Don't really care. No, um, it's good to be 2-0. We'll start there. It's good to be 2-0. It's really – it's incomplete. Uh, You know, I don't know what this team is going to look like with Luke Doty at quarterback or actually starting quarterback. If Zeb Nolan's ever out there, <laughs> there was another ball in the garnet and black, just bleach my eyes right away. Do you put up I better was, stats than him in, an, in, that, an, in like an intramural game? Are you putting up better stats than him slinging the rock? I think the Fiege definitely would. Um, I wouldn't be able to catch the balls if he was throwing it to me. I mean, it looked like he was blindfolded half the time. Half his throws <laughs> would go no, like not even within like a five yard radius of the receiver. And then sometimes he would make, like, three out of his 30 throws. I don't know how many he had actually looked good. And then just, like, just such so many duds. 
I, I can't watch that. Um, <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought the South Carolina Carolina defense changed the game for him? Our defense look. Our, our our defenses look quite quite good through two weeks. Now we haven't played the best teams, but <laughs> we've looked Some quite good. Offenses we have looked quite good through two weeks defensively. So that gives me a little bit of hope against a a Georgia team. A Georgia <laughs> Back starting against the Georgia defense, I'm like, well, wait a second, that's not fair. So, I think we could limit them maybe to like 35. I think we could limit them. I mean, they only their their offensive is their they're not great on up. They don't know they're you know they're not the best offense. Um, I will expect them to probably. I would expect them to put up 30 to. I'd say 35 points is where they're going to probably land. Georgia is. Um, is Doty playing? Doty is, I believe, expected. But he was supposed to play against the ECU. I'm pretty sure they didn't because our I haven't gotten there yet. I'm trying to not think about it. But um, I'm going to have to move there now because our offensive line is going <laughs> it, it's going to get eaten alive. I, I think the Victor High School offensive line could do a little bit better than what we're throwing out there. I mean, they've looked horrible. Uh, <laughs> I don't have like, just against ECU the fact that we struggled so much to block those guys. I mean, I'm terrified of what Georgia might do that front seven. It's scary. It's a bummer. It's a shame. We've got a great running back rotation. We really, really do. Um, they they make any any yards is a lot of it's a lot of the running back. You know, usually it's the line. They're not doing much. I'm horrified. I am. Um, I hope Doty's out there. If Doty's out there, I think we. I, I think it's like 31 point spread. I think we cover that honestly. Um, I think it's be like 31 to 14 or something like that. 35, 14. I don't know. The South Carolina team total as of today is set at over under eight points. <laughs> I kind of love the under there. Yeah, I mean, you. I wouldn't say that that's a bad play by any means. I think if we get Doty back, I think we get 14 because I think Beamer's going to dial up a couple of trick plays. I think he's going to. He's going to unleash the toolkit a little bit. ECU did score their first touchdown first game <laughs> on a fucking reverse pass. Um, I, I do believe Beamer is going to have some tricks up his sleeve this week. It's in Athens. It's on ESPN 7 p.m. Absolutely nothing to, to lose. Um, so I think that we get a, I think we get a score on a trick play. That's going to be my bold prediction of the week. South Carolina gets a score, sets up a an easy, maybe a run-in, maybe a Kevin Harris tutty. Um, I think it would be his first of the year if he gets in. I don't think he scored yet. He didn't play week one. Um, but that's, that's my feel right now. I don't know. We'll see. I am, I am nerve. I'm very worried. These ESPN 7 PM games do not treat us well in recent memory. <laughs> Under Muschamp, they would go as bad as you could expect. Oh, so I'm, I'm nervous. We're going to stay positive though. Yeah, we'll stay positive. Give them a you know a clap, a nice slap on the ass. Two and zero, not no nothing like two and zero. We beat we beat we beat Georgia in Athens last time we played them, and yeah. that team was way poorly, way worse coached with the Muschamp staff. I in my opinion, um, Beamer's still getting his feet under him, so you got to hope that he gets better as this happens. But I mean, I mean, we did it. We did it. We've done it. We were there. Montana beat Washington. I yeah. don't know. Hey, a, a few games I wanted to rapid fire touch on. 
one Jackson State, Florida State, unreal fucking ending. There's rumors online that Mike Norvell threw the game for Florida State. So he apparently wow. had a betting history. So keep an eye out there. Florida State, we thought they were back after Notre Dame. Not back. That's all I'll say about Florida State. Two, Washington, horrible team. Michigan, big win in the big house. That game wasn't even close. Shout out to BYU finally beating Utah. That was a big program win. And then the last game I want to touch on, USC put a dog shit product on the field on Saturday night. They lost to Stanford, who was 17-point yeah. underdogs. Cost Clay Helton his job. Probably long overdue at this point. Yeah. 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 But uh, those were the only – other than that, Saturday overall did you, not to – Did you touch on Iowa? Oh, Iowa was. Iowa was very impressive. They go in Ames. Uh, they they win by ten. I did pick them. Um, that's a good team. That's a good team. I, they I the hell out of Indiana, who's solid. Defense is amazing. Their offense averaged two point eight yards of play that game. So quite frankly, got lucky. The turnovers Iowa State had. Um, definitely not impressed with their offense, but defense is is awesome. Jury is still out on Iowa, even though they have the most impressive resume in college football with two ranked wins. Um, they they fed off of the turnovers, which if they can sustain it, you know, who knows? But uh, a team I'll be looking to fade going forward for a couple weeks here. Arkansas and, uh, beat the fucking wheels oh, off of Texas. Um, I was going to say Arkansas looks like a good little good little unit this year, potentially. My worst bets this Saturday were easily Texas and North Carolina State. Just two teams that just looked absolutely awful. Very uh, underwhelming performances. Um, and then an interesting result, A&M went out to Colorado, only won by three points. Quarterback um, got dinged up as well. Yeah. A&M ain't it anymore. I'm out on them. Notre was, Dame also probably should have lost to Toledo. Yeah. And last – Last one I had was uh, the Ole Miss offense is an absolute fucking wagon. They score points at a at a however they want. I know they played Austin P. Matt Coral, um, folks. He's number four in the Heisman race right now. I believe his odds are sitting around plus twelve hundred. I've seen him as high as I've seen him as high as ranked number two on some power rankings. Just you know, reading the tabloids a little bit. I got him at plus thirty three hundred. We'll see what happens. He's playing exceptionally well. They didn't even have Kiffin last week. He could do this, and Ole Miss could win a lot of games. And I said that, and Chad doubted me. I hated that about him. But My last takeaway from last week is the best team in the ACC is the fucking Virginia Cavaliers. They go to Chapel Hill this weekend for a big game against a ranked North Carolina team. If they win this game, watch out. That's all I'm going to say. Watch out. All right, with that, we'll uh, we'll get into week two. The first game that caught my eye is just the fact that West Virginia is playing a noon game. I, I think John will be betting them. No questions asked. Although they have a tough match with Virginia Tech. But we'll start in Norman. 12 p.m., big noon game. Nebraska-Oklahoma. Oklahoma, 22-point favorite against Scott Frost and his ragtag group of guys in Nebraska. Uh <laughs> I like Oklahoma with the points here. I think they might win by 40. I think Oklahoma's due for a coming out game, and uh, I think this might be it. Over-under set at 61.5 for the record. I like the over there. Yeah. 
This could be a 76-0 game. It could be a repeat of Oklahoma's game last week. Give me the over. Points, 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 says Chad. Uh, this is an ugly game for me. I, I honestly don't envision myself touching it at the moment. Maybe Mine Saturday. Mine is not a lock of the week. I just wanted to clarify. Kind yeah, of, yeah, no. Maybe I just wanted to t- touch on that game because so I feel like it's a, a big one. We'll move to the next noon game is uh, Miami, Florida, Michigan State. Miami very disappointing this year so far. They're six and a half point favorites at home against Mich State. Over under fifty six and a half. And a half. Huh? I'm seeing eleven and a half. I see I'm six. On, and a half. I'm on DraftKings right now, six and a half. And the action app here is lied to Clemens. I uh, this might be a stay away game. I have no feel for this whatsoever. I, the line's lower than I I would expect, so I kind of leave Michigan State, but. This is an extreme. Oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. I, I like Sparty in this game. I mean, Miami's been extremely underwhelming, and Sparty's look pretty damn good. Um, they've putting up points with Mel Tucker. They did not really do that against Antonio. It's a, it's a completely different type of feel for Michigan State than I think it had been before in the past. They don't have Rocky Lombardi playing quarterback anymore. That guy was terrible. Oh, it was horrible. Um, I lean Sparty here, and honestly, I might go Sparty outright money line. Not a lock of the week, but that's. Yeah, this is a difficult one for me. You know, Miami's been completely underwhelming. Michigan State, overwhelming. The line scares me. I think, if anything, I lean Miami minus six and a half, but I'm probably going to stay away. Go Sparty. And the, the first actually meaningful matchup on Saturday is also at noon. Our dark horse sleeper, Cincinnati, four-point favorites in Indiana. Over-unders at 50 and a half. I like Indiana with the points, but I think Cincinnati wins the game. This is an awesome game. I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, I'm going Cincinnati points. They win this one by by seven to ten, but it's going to be tight. I think through three quarters. Yeah, I I was really high on Cincinnati. Last this week. is going to be a game that I sweat to the very end. They who they they played Murray State last week. They were up like 14-7 at half. I'm out on Cincinnati. Um, the the spread's tough. The, I I lean another over. I like over 50. I think Indiana's going to score in this one, as will Cincinnati. So I like over 50. Chad's going to be out on every team in the nation. <laughs> He's running out. All right, and just because it's West Virginia, we'll go there at noon. Virginia Tech going to West Virginia. West Virginia minus three over-unders at 50 and a half. I haven't seen West Virginia play this year, to be uh, completely honest. But upon initial glance, I like Virginia Tech catching the points. I, uh, I, um, West Virginia has lost Maryland, and they beat the piss out of a team that doesn't even have a logo on the app. So <laughs> can't read a whole lot into that one. I, I like the Hokies. I like the Hokies this year. I think that they're going to be – I think they're going to be a stingy, difficult team in the ACC the entire season. Um, so I'll take them with the field goal. That could be a that could be a, a one to two point final game. Like if West Virginia wins, I could see them winning like by one to two points with a, just a Vegas nose type of line. Like you never see that. It feels like an ugly game to me. Very Miss PAT or something. Yeah. Yeah. Some shit's gonna happen there. I know it. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on that one, John. Probably don't have a play at the moment, but I, I side with you there. Thanks, man. 
Your yeah. support means the world. All right, we'll move to, to 230, Purdue going to Notre Dame. This will be my first lock of the week. I'm all over Purdue plus seven. I'm going to keep fading the Irish until they show me something here. Uh, over-unders at 58 and a half. But I like Purdue in this spot. I think David Bell's going to expose the defense a little bit. Purdue can run the ball. And Notre Dame just hasn't impressed me on defense at all this year. Offense has looked all right for them, though. Jack Cohn's been throwing that thing around a little bit. Yeah. He's been better than Graham Mertz, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I like to side with you there. Um, I think seven's a lot for how good Purdue has looked and how poor Notre Dame has looked. This almost has a same, similar feel to the Michigan State-Miami game. Um, I'll take Purdue with those points. Not a lock of the week, though. Yeah, another tough one. Spreads are getting better. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I have my eye on the under 58, under 58 and a half. Chad's going to bet every total of, like, every game on Saturday. It's disgusting. I literally won one bet last <laughs> It was Virginia at 11 o'clock. It was only downhill from there. Yeah. The, uh, the big-ranked matchup of the week is Alabama – Going to number 11, Florida, Alabama, minus 14, over under 58 and a half. I will not make the same mistake as I did with Miami. My second lock of the week is Alabama, minus 14. All right. I'm glad that you've learned. That's a, It's always smart to take Bama. I'm actually not going to use them here as a lock of the week again. I'm, I'm, I'm really loading up for, for the later games, it looks like. Um, but I, I will not bet against Bama this year. This one's a little tough for me to call right now. Florida's a team that I really never know how good they actually are, and they played Bama really, really tight last year. So I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if they do sneak around and not lose by two touchdowns. The game is in the swamp. This is going to be a Saturday call. I don't have anything right now for this. I don't have any faith in Florida, but it's also so chalky to take Alabama as a lock of the week. I'm not going to do it. I will take Alabama spread for the game, but not one of my locks of the week. That's All right. That, honestly, that that's one I could just see myself hucking on the over, just rooting for <laughs> a fucking slugfest. That's a tough. That is a tough spread. That really is. As you see, like it's a lot. It's a big home field advantage. I don't know. All right. All right. My um, next lock's at three thirty. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has one, but uh, new coach. I'm taking USC minus eight and a half. <laughs> Hunter, at Washington State. Love it. Add me and my first lock of the week. Connor, just listen to him. He said what you need to know. USC minus eight. Who do they play? Washington State. Wow, the guys love it. You think that they just go out there, they're just going to fucking sling the thing around, run the ball? Is there going to be much game plan in this? Is it going to be simplified? They're going to be having fun. Yeah, I think football. I think it's uh, everybody's counting us out. We fired our coach. Let's just go out there and, and fuck around and see what happens. I think they'll be playing loose. A little backyard ball. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going – I hate when I do this, but it just feels like time for it. I think Clemson's going to beat the piss out of Georgia Tech at 330. Minus 28 and a half by the thing, the 28. Don't care what the juice is. That's, that's the lock that I'm taking it at. Clemson minus 28. Georgia Tech sucks. They lost to Northern Illinois at home already. They played some FCS school last week. Don't care. And I'm pretty sure Clemson usually beats Georgia Tech. I think they beat them last year like 70 to 3. If I'm if I'm remember and I took them I, I think as it was a lock 60, of the week. 60, I think it was 62 to 10. 
I took them as a lock of the week that game. We're running it right back. They're <laughs> they going to smoke I, them. They, they were up 38 nothing at half, they're, I think. They're going to smoke them because Clemson has clearly not played well to start the year. Dabba's going to be mad. They're going to come out, just beat the poor Georgia Tech. <laughs> All right, my second one, I'm going to stick to what I said in earlier in the show. Give me South Carolina team total under eight and a half. You're a little fuck. Dude. You're a little bitch. Lock it in. So I'll be honest. I do actually like Carolina with the points in that game, not as a lock, but something about Carolina, Georgia. I don't see it being 32 points. This is our Super Bowl. <laughs> I think this is our Super Bowl recently more than Clemson has been. I mean, you're right. These games have been really, really close. Give me the line. What What are we at right now? I know it's bounced around. 31 and a half. Lock, number two lock of the week. Cox plus 31 and a half. <laughs> Let's go. Like I said earlier, this feels like a 31-14, maybe 35-14, 35-10. We're not losing by more than 31. I, I don't think so. Beamer's going to empty the toolkit. He's going to fire everything he's got. He's gonna, now, if Zeb Nolan is starting, if uh, they're not going to announce till late in the week. If Zeb Nolan is the starting quarterback, I am going to pull this one. <laughs> to pull this one right back. This is under the whole heart belief and assumption that Luke Doty is back, ready to rock, ready to go. His foot's feeling good. He's going to be out there to start. Hoping he doesn't get killed by the lack of blocking. We'll worry about that in the game. Cox, plus 31 and a half. All right. I don't have a lock in this game, but we should touch on it. Another Big matchup at 7:30. Auburn going to Penn State. Penn State minus six. Over unders at 53. I uh, I lean Auburn in this one, but like I said, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with this until Saturday. <sighs> Chad, give me some fire on this one. Uh, I'm not gonna not gonna get carried away. Um, you can carry yourself away. The under's appetizing to me. I don't know what to do with that spread. I, I just don't. That's a after beverages Saturday. Um, will be my first day in the Outer Banks, a little family vacation with the neighbors. So this could be in a, uh, I could be in a fragile state watching this one. A little beach bet. Yeah. A little boozy beach bet. Nothing wrong with that. Um, ugly game. It just feels like an ugly one. Again, slop fest. It could be exciting. I mean, 7.30 ABC, It's I, I'm intrigued. Um, I think I would go Auburn spread here. I think they keep it within, within a touchdown. I think they're catching too many. Okay. Connor, my last lock of the week is a Friday night game. Um, give me – I'm going to buy it down. I currently have the line at Maryland minus 7.5 at Illinois. I will buy that down to 7 and give me Maryland. I really thought you were going to take Virginia plus 9 against UNC. I looked at that. Um, I I I – Virginia played too well on Saturday. 
My third lock, I'll be going to the 10-15 game. I'll take Arizona State minus three and a half at BYU. Love it. I, I think I'll probably buy it down to three. I think BYU is going to be a little overhyped after the big win against Utah. Like what Arizona State does, I'll ride with Herm and the boys. That's a good football team her and Madwards put together there. Jane Daniels is a good quarterback. The Pac-12 is the second best conference in college football. The Pac-12 has been a – it's elusive, dude. <laughs> it's literally like it gets you going a little bit. You feel like dancing around is symbiosis. Yeah, you, you really do. Yeah, you do. Um, I think I'm staying out west. I, I love giving a Pac-12 lock of the week. Um. It's an intriguing matchup. Fresno State on the road at UCLA. The UCLA games have intrigued me all year. I think I've had a lock of the week on every UCLA game. I think it's been UCLA each time, actually. And I'm going back to the well. I think UCLA, um, I think they get the job done again. I think that Chip Kelly's squad is going to be a really solid. I think, they're my, I think they're my cash cow this year. I think the UCLA Bruins are my cash cow this year in college football. Circle that UCLA-Oregon game. I hope they're both undefeated when it happens. In past years, it's been Vanderbilt. It's been Northwestern. It's been Utah. West Virginia. Texas, I think, last year. West Virginia. And the UCLA Bruins. Welcome. Welcome. And the last game, just because um, it's the first minus game. Minus 11 and a half. Go ahead. Sorry. I thought you were. Thought so you you go. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, we, we have to go out to the island. First island. Wait, wait, wait. Here. I'm going to get there. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Back it up. Back it up. Yeah. Back it up. UCLA, um, they, they've looked very impressive, though. They beat the doors off Hawaii. They beat the doors off LSU. Fresno State's a good team, and I also like the over in this game, too. I'm probably going to sprinkle on that. I think there's going to be points, um, but I think UCLA is going to be overwhelming for, for Fresno State defensively. All right, and now we'll go all the way out to the island, 12.30 kick. Hawaii hosting San Jose State. San Jose State minus 6.5, over under 61.5. I hate betting against Hawaii on the island, but they stink this year. I'm all over San Jose State in this game. San Jose State by a million. Yeah, I'm going to continue to fade Hawaii every game. That's that's the strategy. UConn as well. I, I miss them. I missed the game start last week, but UConn and Hawaii are out of fades every week. Bad teams, really bad programs. And that's uh, week three of college football. Take a quick break, and then we'll talk about how miserable the Atlanta Falcons are and get into some uh, week two NFL picks. And we're back. Thank you, AJ. Week one in the NFL has come and gone. What a week it was. It wasn't. Totally great vibes for me after coming off the loss on Saturday. I was I was sour, best way to put it. Um, but it was nice getting home. I was beat up. Body was beat up. I was a little hungover. I laid down my bed. I ordered a pizza, and I just I threw on football, man. It was great. You know, for some of us, Sunday was more enjoyable than it was for others. Um, but I think we should open the floor up to our, our other um our co-host that had a rougher sunday than john and i did uh so connor the floor is yours 
Yeah, I wish Sunday hadn't happened, honestly. I would like week one to be coming up this weekend. I go down to Atlanta, have a great morning. I get in my seat around 12 p.m. to watch the Falcons warm up. And we put out a goddamn high school football team on the field on Sunday. Our offensive line couldn't block anybody. We couldn't move the ball. Our defense couldn't get stops. No emotion in the stadium. Just, I can't overstate how disappointing Sunday was as a as an Atlanta Falcons fan. We have we start a left wait, guard, wait. a rookie left guard, Jalen Mayfield, an Atlanta Falcons fan and season ticket holder, and season ticket holder, Jalen Mayfield. His pass blocking grade on PFF was a one point four after the game <laughs> on Sunday. That's out of a hundred. I didn't know it was possible to get lower than like a 50. 1.4. That means you guys could literally go in there, and I don't know if you do worse than a 1.4. That is absolutely disgraceful. Matt Ryan looked like trash. Kyle Pitts couldn't do anything. Calvin Ridley had like five catches and two drives, and we just decided to stop throwing in the ball. I don't think any of our other receivers had a single catch that game. We didn't get any pressure on defense. We are going to be competing for the number one overall pick this year. That is how bad the talent on the roster is. Is there came out and said that we weren't prepared? I don't know what the hell they were doing in preseason, but they looked like they haven't played a football game in about three years. Did the starters play in the preseason? No snaps for the starters in the preseason. It was clearly a mistake. Fans were letting us know that at the game. Or were you letting us issue? Or were the fans booing you in the stands? No, no. They were telling the team that I was booing with the fans at the team. How, uh, how? The worst thing is, I don't think the Eagles win more than eight games this year. And they looked like a Super Bowl contender on Sunday. Yeah, they did. So the Art Smith. The Art Smith era is off to the worst start possible, yes or no? Yes. Wow. But I don't wow. blame him. I think our I, the, the offensive line is truthfully one of the worst lines that I've seen out on an NFL field in quite some time. Well, why don't they coach him better? They should. They should try. Connor, I have two questions for you. First one being, is there any anything that you think they could do during this season? to right the ship to a certain extent, or do you think they're locked in for a top five pick the rest of the season's over? That's my first question. The only games they win this year, I think they script perfectly and they get a a team that doesn't have a strong defensive front seven. Other than that, no, I don't know if there's a way they win games. Okay. Unless there's some drastic talent improvement or progression this year, I just do not see it happening. Matt Ryan looks broken out there. It's it's bad from top to bottom right now. All right, I have a follow-up question. Is, I know you were asked this by a certain someone on Twitter on Sunday. Do you have any regret towards um, your, your draft pick, first-round pick this year? Not in terms of Kyle Pitts as a player, because regardless of how that game went, he is going to be incredible. But do you have any reservations about how they approach that pick? No, because I think the 
roster is in such bad shape that it does. I, the quarterback is not the problem right now with the team. Would I be excited about having a new rookie quarterback? Sure. But I like, we're not winning any more games with any of those quarterbacks in there right now. It's such a disaster. I, I agree with that. I don't disagree. Um, I guess my point there being a, a rookie quarterback could present, you know, this is going to be a rebuilding year. My other thing is, you look at those PFF grades from week one, the top two highest graded rookies were the two left tackles that went in the top 10. Now, that wouldn't solve all of the Falcons' issues, but it'd certainly be a start in the right direction. Yeah, no doubt. I'd also really like to have Patrick Sertan, too, but it just didn't work out that way. And, uh, you know, I first-year GM Terry Fonda, I have faith in him coming over from the Saints. So I will let this play out for a couple of years before I, I cast judgment on, on drafting Kyle Pitts. But the, the quarterback class next year is not looking good. So hopefully there's some solid, like, defensive ends or offensive linemen at the top of the board because – I do not want to be drafting Sam Howell at number one overall. Or whoever the hell the quarterback is. Hey, hey, Zeb Nolan will be there. Yeah. <laughs> Fit right in with that roster. <laughs> he really would. Oh, man. What a, what a suck-ass performance out of the Falcons. What a suck-ass performance out of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the, only, the saving, only team to score less points than the Falcons, the, the Packers. The only saving grace I had on Sunday was getting back to my hotel and watching the Packers put on an even worse showing. And we didn't have expectations like they had, so that was truthfully the worst performance of week one. It's a really bad it's – a, it's a tough egg to lay after the offseason they had, the drama-filled – storyline right in off season. I feel bad for Matt. I know he's been going through it. I hope he's been able to tune it out a little <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, we won't dwell on it. I think that ultimately they'll be fine. It's sometimes you need a good, they're a very, very talented team still, regardless. They are well coached. They were exposed, beaten up a little bit. And I think if you're going to beaten up, you need to get beaten up early in the year. I don't, to my knowledge, believe that anyone really got hurt for them. Did they lose anyone? No. The other thing I'll say is, as a Falcons fan who played against the Saints following Hurricane Katrina, you do not want to run up yeah. against that team after a hurricane. Hurricane hurricane game, I don't think there's really much concern long-term over the course of the season for Green Bay. You can lose that game 38-3. to You can lose that game 38-37, to and it's still going to be 0-1. Make the adjustments. I think they're fine. They're talented enough. Chad, and you're smiling. That, that, that whole division lost, too, so they didn't lose yeah. any ground. Whole division lost. It's basically week one again next week. Wash it away. Matt, we're here for you. I'm here to support you. Uh, you'll be fine. Chad, smirking, smiling. Lay it on. Oh, I just it, it made my Sunday seeing the Packers get their ass kicked and Matt just being dead silent in the group chat. It's like he literally moved, moved to another country. It's it was crazy because that's what you did to us after Ohio State got the doors beaten off of them. I'm here now. I'm living my life. No, I'm not, you guys are texting and calling me during the game, you assholes. It's not I, oh. later. I've been a person since then. 
No, I, I, I mean, I completely agree. I think the Packers will be fine. They'll be in the playoffs. Um, so no concerns on that front, I guess. Um, we'll, we'll let you guys talk about the Finns, though. They, uh, lucky or not, they did squeak out a win. Survive in advance, baby. It's Survive kind of fucking advance. Same, same as last year. Not, not in terms of you know the game script, but just like, man, they're feeding off that defense. I didn't think <laughs> the defense could continue to create turnovers like this, but I'll take you, it. When that, when that turnover regression hits them, they might be in for some <laughs> tough games. Maybe right? never will. Brian Flores, the turnover, the turnover whisperer. Um, just a real, just a really well coached bunch. Um, you love to see a group of guys, the camaraderie. They're fighting together. The, the defense flies around. Xavier Howard got the bag. They don't throw his way. He makes a huge play, forces a fumble uh, inside the 15 there to end the game. Tua did what he needed to do to win. Um, he was, I think he looks improved for sure. Um, I think he's a bit more decisive. He's a little bit less afraid, a little bit less timid. He used his legs um, to move around. The offensive line, Chad, to your what you said, they held up. They did fine. They're I don't know. Get better. I think that they're going to need, obviously, to get better. They're a young group. I think they will get better. Um, Tua had the fourth highest aggressive throw rate in the league in week one. Uh, Fitzpatrick was number two last year. Tua was probably at last. He had to be dead last last year, um, an aggressive throw rate. He didn't take any risks. It was good to see him actually trying to fit some balls and holes. I think he did. Um, the stat line was pretty average. If you look at the stat line for all the elite quarterbacks too last year over uh, week one, they're all very average for the most part. Um, I And uh, Belichick coach defense on the road, week one, jittery. That defense got a lot of guys back that opted out last year. Belichick has to know Brian Flores Dolphins about as well as anything prep as well as any, any game good win. No doubt. Doesn't matter how you do it to win. That game is huge. Yeah. I, I think the defense performance was one of the most unlikely things that I've ever seen happen. And they weren't even like great, but they were like at, they were competent. They, you know, Liam Eichenberg held his own at left tackle. I was very impressed. Um, defense. Listen, Biggest thing with the Dolphins is the man they're hitting on draft picks. Javon Holland took in the second round out of Oregon, starting safety. He's that dude already. Top-rated safety in week one. Top-rated rookie, rookie in week one. Excuse me, yep. rookie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Set, or defense was solid, you know. Still some concerns with the run defense, but I think they can mask that for the most part. Um, offensively, I liked – they they got Waddle involved early in the game, then early in the third quarter, kind of went away from that. So I think you still I think Waddle's their their he is their best player on offense. So you, you have to get him the ball however you can. Um, it's going to be good having Will Fuller back uh, yeah. in a couple of weeks to help stretch the field. Um, Connor the, drafted Will Fuller. What? Connor did draft Will Fuller. Yeah. The, the run game, the numbers didn't look great, but, I mean, the New England had the ball so much longer than Miami. Miami, like, Gaskin only had nine carries. So, um, I expect the run game to to be improved from last year. Um, Tua was, he was, you know, I think John put it a good way. He was pretty good. He was decent. I'd give him, like, a, I don't know. Um, 
I he was effective. Yeah, yeah, he did what he had to. I guess is the best way to put it. We're gonna keep. Listen, we we know he's not he's not gonna turn the ball over much. He's, he's that's that's what he's that perception. He was uh, he was actually trying to throw it out of bounds, and people thought he just chucked it up like a fifty fifty ball. He was he got tipped. He was trying to throw it out of bounds. Um, yeah, I mean. It's hard to really go out there and put up huge numbers when, you know, the offensive line, like I said, was better, but it's still not great. Um, I don't know. It's, you know. I, I'm excited for, for what the offense will look like, assuming that uh, Jalen Waddle's obviously healthy. Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker looks slow. He looks, he's looking older. Um, he still catches the ball really well. He's got a big body. He knows he knows what he's doing, but he's not terribly fast. Getting Will Fuller in that offense is going to be massive. And you got to get Gasicki involved. It's unacceptable yeah. he didn't yeah. have a catch. You got to get got to get him the ball. Um, yep. Any other games we wanted to hit on uh, before Steelers? We Steelers I, with the shocking win, honestly, on the road in, in Buffalo. That was a tough loss for me. Buffalo could beat Miami by about thirty-five next week. I just warned people on that one. Um, the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. I called it before the season. I'm just so that now the Rams are the best. So a little Ra- Raiders Ravens, unbelievable Monday night game. I was tuned into the the Mannings on ESPN two. I had an absolute yeah. blast watching awesome broadcast Monday night game last night. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know what ESPN's doing because like their regular Monday night programs I'm just curious, get smoked. The, but do the ratings come out for the two broadcasts? I'm no, curious. but I have to imagine ESPN two smoked them. I've been curious all day. But that was fun, and the game last night was great. Great way to open up the Vegas Stadium. But we'll move on to Week Two. I like betting NFL Week Two. There's a lot of overreactions and uh, a lot of value to be had this week. I think we'll start with uh, Thursday night. Not a great Thursday night game. We have. Uh, Washington football team with Tyler Henneke at the helm. Uh, shout out to our guy Fitzpatrick. Hopefully he can uh, get back this year, although it looks unlikely. And the over-under set at 40.5. Washington minus three against the New York football Giants. I like Washington. Minus three. It's ticked down from four and a half already today. So I'm hoping it keeps ticking down. I'll gladly take Washington as a slight favorite. That's a really tough one. I Washington just Thursday night football is never easy, man. No. Thursday night football, Monday night football are an absolute money pit. (laughs) No one's no one's doing well those 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 nights. Um, Hideous, hideous game. You're talking about this is a potential eye gal for us if this isn't on Thursday night. Um, <laughs> I honest to God don't have any idea. This is gonna be a this is gonna be an eight oh five PM Thursday <laughs> night and I can't do this right now. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming how, how ugly this one is for me. Um, I mean Washington I mean Washington absolutely took me behind the shed this past week. Took a money line. I have their win total over. I took them to Survivor Pool. You guys remember the run I went on? Dead week one. Washington <laughs> says see ya. Throws me out of the bar. I mean I can't believe it. So fuck them. <laughs> Giants looked horrible. Denver sucks. I don't know what's going on out there. 
ugly game. Point totals really low. I have no idea. Might just take a first touchdown bet, to be honest. That's what I did last night. I Washington minus three, I guess, if I had to lean. All right. First game on Sunday, we have the Saints and Jameis Winston set a record for least passing yards of five touchdowns this weekend. Minus four, going to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Over-unders at 44 and a half. Jameis is not going to repeat what he did last week. I, I like Carolina with the points in this situation. Panthers at home, plus three and a half. I agree completely. I hate it. I like it, too. Hate us, folks. Not a lock of the week for me by any means, but I like I that. Think, I, like I that think play. the Saints are going to be amongst the heaviest public sides this week. If I had, I to said, that, I, yep, I agree. And I said this preseason. I think Carolina is going to to win more games than people think this year. I think that's a solid, solid team. I think Matt Rule's a good coach, good coaching staff. Joe Brady offense is going to improve. They look solid. Um, and the defensive line got after it. Bur- Burns is a beast. <laughs> They got a good line. Jeremy Chin is a stud. J.C. Horn is going to get – he's going to be really good. Uh, It's a good team. They're young. Well, Coach, I like them. Next game we have the Bengals going to Chicago. Take on the Bears. Bears minus two and a half. Over-unders at 45. I like the Bears minus two and a half here. I agree again, Connor. I think Cincinnati's – Win last week was borderline improbable. Uh, I think their offense is going to struggle this week against Chicago. I think Chicago's defense is better than what they showed last week. Um, So I think this is just a recipe for disaster for uh, Cincinnati. So give me Chicago minus three or two and a half. Ugly game. Want nothing to do with it. That's all I got. Don't think those teams are very good. Think that think that the Bengals' offense could be exciting if their line holds up though. They got. Could be, but not right Shout now. Shout out to Mark Chase catching a ball, too. Yeah, you um, learn how to catch. Next game, we have the Texans, who are 1-0, and sitting atop the AFC South. To everybody's... What did I tell the folks Don't at- say what did I tell you. We all picked the Texans. No, not a- so I did not. I took the Texans, so chill the hell out over there. <sighs> the Browns are 12.5-point favorites at home, over under 48. I'm all over Cleveland with 12.5. Found us one of my socks from the laundry in, in this pillowcase. That line's an overreaction, Connor, to last week. If this, if the Texans had lost last week, this is probably a 15 to 17 point line. So I'm in agreement. This is a Nike low top sock bet of the day for me. Over what 40. What are you talking about? I found, I, I found a sock from my laundry in my pillowcase. This How Nike. long has it been there? Three or four weeks? <laughs> Dirty. Probably uh, two days. <laughs> Sunday. Next, next we have the, uh, the already declared Super Bowl champion Rams going to Indianapolis. Minus three and a half against the Colts. Over-unders at 47. Rams minus three and a half. Easy. First lock of the week for Chad. I like the Colts here. Plus three and a half. Not a lock. I am on L.A. as well. Minus four, not a lock of the week, but they're wagon. I'm, I'm really high on them, as we've stated before. Oh, I got to figure out which uh, 
And they looked really good, really, really good week one. The Rams looked as good as anyone week one. So. Is this next one irrelevant, or do we have a more relevant game? I'm going to skip it for now. We got Bills going to Miami to take on the Dolphins, minus three and a half, over under 48 and a half. My first lock of the week will be Buffalo, minus three and a half. I'll probably buy to three. <sighs> well, I don't have a I don't have a lock on this game, but I tend to lean Buffalo minus three and a half. I don't have a lock on this game of the week, but I will be on Miami. I will be on Miami often. As I keep taking the cocks, it really burns you sometimes. It does. All right, or, next one next one PM game. I just think it's a bad spot for the Dolphins. Bill's coming off a loss, but Patriots taking on the Jets. In New York, minus six, over-unders at 42.5. I like the Patriots minus six here. Belichick coaching, 100%. He'll, Zach Wilson will be awful in this game. I like the Patriots minus six. Yeah, I would, I would, I'm siding with the Patriots as well. It's not a lock of the week, but those are good points you guys made. All right, we got 49ers going to Philly to take on the much-improved Eagles. 49ers minus three and a half over under 50. Second lock of the week for me will be San Francisco minus three and a half. I'll probably buy it for three. Wow. You don't like the Eagles still? No. You think they're a fluke, total fluke? No, I think they, they, they have a very nice team. I think their defense is much improved and very underrated. But I think the Falcons are truthfully that bad. Hmm. And, uh, Take out the fourth quarter, the Niners game, where they didn't give a, a crap about that one. They were blowing the doors off of the Lions. Just absolutely dominating that game. I like San Fran to cover this. Okay. This is a uh, – I don't really have a play on this one right now. This is going to be a Sunday call for me. I think I'm tending to lean Philly here. I think that they're a pretty solid group. I don't know. Shout out to Mike Rod. Shout out to Ace. Shout out to Fender. I so badly want to make Sam Fran spread my lock of the week, but Connor told us at the beginning of this segment, don't overreact to week one. Loved what I saw from Sam Fran week one. Didn't watch a snap of the Eagles-Falcons game. Nor should you have, honestly. There wasn't a single snap worth watching. So... I'll give you a, a San Francisco lean, but no lock. All right. Uh, our last 1 p.m. game, aside from the uh, relevant game of the week, which we'll touch on later, is the Raiders, who are 1-0 and after last night, going to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Steelers minus 5.5, over-under at 47. I, uh, this is my first lock of the week. Steelers minus 5.5. I don't think the Raiders... If my if I remember correctly, they did not do terribly well on the road. I think they're going to be coming off a massive high, beating the Ravens. I think they got lucky a ton last night to have ended up winning that game. And I think they're probably going to be bet on more than they should by the public in this one. Steelers looked impressive against the Bills. Their offense didn't really need to do a whole lot, but that defense looked really, really good. I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for, uh, for the Raiders. So Steelers minus five and a half is my first lock of the week. I like the Bill are uh, the Steelers in this spot as well. Not a lock, but I like your logic. Yeah, not a lock, but I, I I'm going the other way. I tend to lean Las Vegas plus the points there. 
All right, first 4 o'clock game on the slate, the disappointing Minnesota Vikings taking on MVP hopeful Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, minus 4.5 for Arizona, over-unders at 51. I hate this spread altogether. I don't know if I'll be betting this game. It doesn't make any sense to me, to be completely honest. Yeah, Chad, what do you think? So... Arizona's four-and-a-half-point favorite. So that's saying neutral site, they are one-and-a-half points better than Minnesota. How? In what universe? Vegas. Back of the week, number two. We're going back to Chad and John's team of 2019. The Arizona Cardinals, give them to me. I'm, I'm with you. This is my second lock of the week, too. I think this is a – a Vegas isn't – I think that you need to hop on this line early in the year because they are not going to be off later in the year here. I think that they don't maybe respect Arizona. I, I I was high on Tennessee. They just beat the shit out of them in Tennessee. Uh, Arizona and, and the Rams were two of the most impressive teams in week one. Minnesota, I think this is Mike Zimmer's last uh, – I don't know if he makes it through the year. Kirk Cousins probably done at the end. Uh, Arizona minus four. Next four o'clock game could be an absolute disaster. The Falcons are going to Tampa after getting the doors blown off them by Philly. The Bucks are favored by 12 points and the overrunners at 52. And my third lock of the week for against my better judgment is the Atlanta Falcons plus 12 too many points here. Division game. We're going to keep it close. I don't know how we're going to do that. I don't see a path to victory, but we're going to keep it close here. I'm going to be honest. I just kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit when I heard Connor say that. Uh, it made me feel sick. Uh, I, I mean, Tampa might score every time they have the ball. Uh, you, you've got I, I lean Tampa minus 12 and a half. The bet I'm taking here, not a lock of the week. I'm not burning my last one yet. At Tampa Bay's team total over. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's all I'll touch there. I don't care what it is. I'm going to take it. <laughs> you know, you just got to – I don't know how motivated Tampa's going to be. We'll see. But – Oh man, to be to be up there with the Texans already in terms of spreads is bad news. Yeah, that's not that's pretty ugly. It's pretty lot. Very early. Yeah. This is the first week, by the way, we have a little bit of a split in the four o'clock. We have the four oh five and the four twenty five slate. Always screws me up on Sunday when I'm trying to get. I wish in. they would just all start at four twenty five, so there's no overlap. Yeah. Honestly. I agree. But we have the Cowboys going to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Chargers minus three, over under 55 and a half. I uh, see this is a tough one for me because I'm trying I'm trying to avoid overreactions, but I think people will be overreacting to how well the Cowboys played as well as the Chargers beating a Washington team who might not be as good as we thought. So I initially lean Cowboys, but I think I'll take the Chargers here, minus three. I have a Dallas lean. I'll never put a lock of the week on the Cowboys, but I buy into Dallas more than I buy into the Chargers. 
and they <laughs> Chargers burned me bad. So we're not making that same mistake twice. I like what you had to say with that, Connor. Los Angeles is off. They, first of all, looked a lot more well-coached. They knew what to do at the end of the game this year. Lance Lynn's not on that sideline any longer. Uh, <laughs> Lance Lynn. Anthony Lynn for the White Sox? Lance Lynn. Anthony Lynn. <laughs> Anthony Lynn's not on the sideline anymore. They look pretty They look pretty well-coached. Um, and to go into Washington, I still think that Washington's not going to be a bad team. Honestly, I think they might be a little bit better with Heineke. Fitzpatrick, you never know. He looked horrible. Um my third lock of the week is the Chargers minus three. I'm going to join them. If you can't beat them, join them. I'm going to join them right away. Uh, <laughs> I, Dallas lost. Who did they lose? They lost Lyle Collins. I don't know if Zach Martin's playing. Um, Michael Gallup's out. So they're dealing with some injuries following week one. I agree with the fact. I don't think that it just felt like that the Tampa Bay spread week one, the first game of the year, primetime, everyone's on Tampa Bay. It was such a sucker bet. And I think it's going to be a market overreaction to Dallas. This line's already moved a point and a half uh, more in favor of, of the Chargers. Which you know public the public's always going to hammer Dallas, too. Yeah. They always love Dallas. So that is my third lock of the week. Chargers minus three. Justin Herbert's a stud, man. He is. All right, the last four o'clock game, the Titans going to Seattle. Seattle minus five, over under 54. I think this is a great spot for Tennessee, plus five. You know, what bullshit move by Clemens. Doesn't even use one of his locks of the week on a Super Bowl team to bounce back here. You know what? I'll do it for him. My third and final lock of the week, Tennessee, plus five and a half. I may sprinkle a little ML here, too. I'm on it. Not lock of the week, um, but I'm with you. Outside Titans here. I think it's a couple, couple points too many. And then we have a great Sunday night matchup between Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs going to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Chiefs minus three and a half, over under 54 and a half. Quick note, Pat Mahomes, three and oh, lifetime against Lamar Jackson. I thought the Ravens were the better team last night, but they lost. And uh, I think the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. I... I just, anytime I can get Mahomes under a touchdown, it's almost an auto bet for me. So I'll be on the Chiefs in this game. Yeah. Um, I, I like your thinking there. It just scares me. It seems too easy. Um, I will, I'll probably wind up being on Kansas City minus three and a half, but the number I like right now is over 55 and a half. Probably another sucker play, but they sucked me into it. <laughs> yeah, it feels like the sucker's play of all sucker plays, Chad, on the possible slot. Um, I don't really have much to advise right now. I think this is always a frightening game for me. I'll probably – it's going to have to determine – we're going to have to see how the, the slate goes during the daytime. I'll get back to you. That's valid. Clemens is completely tuned out on this episode. He's frolicking around the corner. What are you talking about? I had to put on the charge, dude. Before we get to the Monday night game, the what I anointed this the irrelevant game of the week is Denver going to Jacksonville. Yep. Take on the Jaguars. We're going right back. We're going right back to Duvall. Yeah. (laughs) They're gonna be in a lot of them this year. Them and the Texans. Denver minus six, over-unders 45. 
Call me crazy. I like Jacksonville in this one. Give me the six. Denver's a playoff team. I can get that under a touchdown. Give me Denver minus six. Chad, how's the Urban Meyer experiment going to last long term? Do you think he might go back to OSU in advisory role? USC. USC. That's what I was going to say. Urban might be taking the USC job before this game. So I'd hold off on placing your bets. Oh, man. Um, Jacksonville looks pretty bad. Uh, I don't know how long it'll take to right the ship. You can't lose by 16 (laughs) to the Texans on on week one after everything that they've been through. It's just you can't do that. Trevor Lawrence – 51 attempts. He only completed 28. I mean, that's poor. They couldn't really run the ball for anything. Uh, uh, it's an ugly game. There's a lot of ugly games. Week one was loaded. Week two is way underwhelming compared to week one. Like, it's just in terms of the anticipation for some of these matchups. But, yeah, I, I lean Denver. I mean, it's just such a bad team down in Jacksonville right now. I don't think they can fix it that quickly. That one's going to be ugly. No doubt. And then uh, Monday, we have another ugly game. The Detroit Lions going to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Packers minus 11, over under 48. I like the Packers minus 11 here. I just. Yeah, I'm on Packers. I had 10 and a half, whatever. 10, 11, doesn't matter. I think they win by like 17 to to 24. Um, Classic Detroit had no business covering. They're 1-0 against the spread week one. They shouldn't have covered. They're not going to cover this week. Packers got blown out. Detroit's probably going to get some public money for that reason. Packers in a, in a big win. Big, ugly win. Go to bed a little bit early because it's going to be so ugly. Tell you what, if the Packers don't win this game convincingly or even somehow lose it, panic button needs to be smashed by week two. Yeah, that'd be bad. But I think they win big. Detroit plus 11. Wow, you hate the pack. Yeah, no, he hates, he hates, he just, he's just a sucker. That's just what he is. You can insert a word before sucker, but I won't because it's a family program here. But he's a sucker. I'm a cocksucker, you can say it. That's our NFL Week 2 preview. Give me a Falcons competitive game this week. That's all I'm asking for. It was great to have two days of football back. We're going to be right back into the swing on Thursday here coming up. A couple Friday college games. It's damn good to be back. I can't wait for fall weather to keep kicking in. I just want to throw a hoodie on and go outside. Is that too much to goddamn ask for? I just want to go outside and be like, brr, just like feel it in the air. Get the dew just, like, soaking up your socks where it's, like, 9 a.m. It's like, fuck, I got to go change my socks before college game day starts. I want that coldness. I want I want a lot. But I don't think just a little chilly weather is too much to ask for, man. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm sick of the heat. It's 90 damn degrees again today here in Charlotte. I'm worried about the climate a little bit. Uh, it feels like it's, hot, it's hotter later into the year. Folks, do your part out there. Recycle. Uh, renew, pick up recycle. trash. Stop using so much chemicals. Uh, all the companies out there that sponsor us, we love you. Just stop with the pollution. <laughs> it, uh, the air is getting, the environment's getting hot. You see the fires. You see the God, hurricanes. Yeah. Use the, the all-natural deodorants. Do your part. Um, I started using it. You know, Avoid the risk of aluminum poisoning. 
Um, I thought you just used clay. Yeah. You. My, I had a question for Chad. I meant to ask earlier. What time did you actually start drinking for that Ohio State game? Uh, like 7.30. Jeez, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, good, good for, for you. you. I can't do that anymore. No way. Oh, yeah. I was, I was good to go. I, was, I couldn't sleep. God, what a bad Saturday. <laughs> um, my last call is... Um, going to the Outer Banks with the family this weekend, plus the Hesslingers, we're reuniting. Um, for those who don't know, Hesslingers, big Bills family. We've got Bills Dolphins on Sunday. I will not be watching the game with them. I can't. That's just, that'd be too torturesome. So my dad and I will go somewhere and get angry together, I'm sure. Um, that's my last call. The Falcons don't deserve a last call this week, so I'll politely pass. I got, I'm out. I'm done. I got nothing. Excited for week two. It's just, it's it, it, everyone, football brings out the best in everyone and everything, and it just feels like everyone's in a better mood right now. You know what like I August. love? I love going to the, you just meet so many people during watching football games. Everybody's I, got money dude, on it. I made two that you'd have thought, I had people saying I thought that I knew these people for like my whole life. These two Redskins fans at the bar, dude. I was wearing my Dolphins jersey, but I was rooting for the Redskins because I had them all over the place this past week. And like people like would come up, they're like, "Oh, I was like, yeah, I just met these guys like an hour and a half ago." They're like I thought you knew them your whole life. We were just fucking bulling over the football. It's just it's it brings out the best. Um, shout out to Frat Matt. That's all I'm gonna say. Come to Charlotte, we'll tell you. We'll you'll. You'll be with it. You'll see what that means. Look out for the midday Saturday action app alert for a Cox Moneyline play from Clement. You know what? It's not going to be off before the game, but I tell you what, by 7 p.m., it's, that's you're really in the cut by 7 p.m. on Saturday <laughs> in college football. Um, as, you know what, and, once those and, 3.30 games start wrapping up, it, it's just a blender. And I tell you what, that live betting tab is going to be percolating. It always does right around that hour. And it's dangerous because that's the first time I'm going to see a ripe South Carolina money line active. Uh, Chad, that's not a bad, that's just not a bad prediction from you. Thank you. And with that, we'll sail off. Good night. Merry Christmas. <laughs>